That's feet. So just on CITR 101.9 FM. My guest this week is Keenan Marshall Keller. He is the uh, publisher of Drippy Bone Comics as well as the artist behind Galactic Breakdown. And you're going to have to finish the title for me. Uh, AKA Space Girl Battleground 666. There we go. Um, as well as putting together an art show in LA which you call the Freak Scene uh, New Freak Champions of Underground Comics. Um, with uh, a lot of really good people, too many to name, but <laughs> Johnny Ryan, Josh Bayer, Ben Mara, Tom Neely, Jason T. Miles, Victor, um, Bucket of Sunshine, Cairo, Jim Rugg, <laughs> Pat, uh, Alicio, uh, Alicio, yeah. uh, Derek M. Ballard, Jason Carnes, Shallow P, Heather Benjamin, Zach Hazard, Vopin, Peter Gray Hurley, and yourself. Keenan Marshall Keller. Um, I feel like I'm hosting like what's the uh, the actor studio when I say that? I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for joining oh, me James. today. <laughs> James Lipton. There we go. This is yeah, our James yeah. Lipton hour. Can you channel your childhood? Channel my childhood. Do you ever watch the actor studio where you'll have like um it's so bad. A couple, yes. I've seen him he is really like disgusting and like oddly lecherous and just creepy. So he always I always changes after a while, but I have seen like his style of questioning, so 
channel my childhood. I yeah. just start crying. Is that my cue to just start crying right now if I'm channeling my childhood? Pretty much. No, uh, <laughs> um, so I. Are you, was that a serious question or were you just joking? Or I'm that, just joking. Actually, okay. <laughs> you actually have me attempt that. <laughs> well, maybe you are through your comics. Um, how does uh, Galactic Breakdown figure in your uh, in the comics you're reading as a kid? Well, as a kid, uh, you know, I liked just straight up action hero comics. You know, I love like X Men and Punisher. I was huge into Punisher. Um, so, I mean, you see that in the fact that like I draw a huge guy with ridiculous veins. You know, yeah, completely out of proportion, almost in every frame. You know, just ridiculously roided out. I think it has to do a lot to do with like comics I was reading and movies. You know, so it's just alone. Roddy Roddy Piper, you know, that's where I kind of got the hair from. from the Ultimate Lives, Warrior? Sort of uh, Ultimate Warrior, totally, yeah. I mean, that was the most vascular dude I've ever seen, and he was all over my TV when I was a kid, you know? So, um, and the, and the, the comic's about a steroid dealer, you know? He, like, <laughs> loves his own shit, so uh, he gets shot in the face, so. It has a lot to do with, like, childhood fixations, but it's more about how my, like, adult brain deals with the fact that I still love this shit that I did as as a child. So, Were you making comics as a kid, like, about the stuff you were interested in? N- nope. Um, my sister was a re- is a, re- a really amazing artist, and I grew up watching her draw, and I had friends that drew, and I just thought I couldn't do it, so I never used to draw ever as a kid, or hardly ever. Um, it wasn't until, like, I went away to college, I'd doodle, but I didn't take my drawing seriously until a couple of, like, Ten years ago now, and Galactic Breakdown is the first comic I ever attempted to draw, and I just like made my. I was like, I drew the cover, and I was like, that's it, that's a comic. I'm gonna start drawing, drawing it right now, and it was just something to finish, you know. So that was the first comic I ever drew. What did you take in school? I went to film school. I went to Columbia College of Chicago. It's like this open admission dump of the school that just like takes all all the people that couldn't get into De- DePaul and Northwestern and every other Chicago <laughs> school end up filling that place so and it's like the biggest film school in the world now because it's like open admission so they just have thousands of people in the film class how do you feel about the work that you did there um i wouldn't consider it work i thought it was probably the biggest waste of time in my life it wasn't until i moved to la afterwards that i started really focusing on stuff i liked like art and drawing and comics um when i was off to film school i it was during the digital revolution, so I went there thinking I was going to be doing hand editing and sound editing with film, 16mm and 32mm, and when I went there, it was all computer screens and digital cameras, and I just hated it, so I just kind of barely flaked my way through college and then got out. Then I came out to L.A. trying to work in the industry, and I realized that I hated it. It was mostly people standing around shooting the shit with small talk, and that like drives me nuts, so... <laughs> I didn't work I didn't work in the industry for very long. I hated it. And I realized that there's no way somebody was ever going to give me uh millions of dollars or even hundreds of thousands of dollars to make a real film, especially one of my ideas. So that's why comics are better for me. Even though they're totally different things, I still have ideas that I'll probably make into comics at some point that were scripts. So do you like looking at Galactic Breakdown? 
Um, is that anything like you would want to do in film, or do you have something really different, specific in mind? I, it's not, it's not, it's one aspect of my personality, and it's not very much like any of the stuff I would have been doing in film. Um, but I was, I mean, I, I, we, I already do these comic readings with my wife and my friend EP, and he's the voice of Roids and several other characters, and I do a lot of the voices and sound effects, and my wife does all the narration. And that's a lot of fun. It's like an old-timey radio show. You do it live, and I get really nauseous and, like, want to vomit beforehand because I'm not built for the stage. I'm not built to be seen. You know, I don't like that. But that's why I do it. And doing that's a lot of fun. So I would love to see it as, like, live action at some point. But uh, it hasn't. It, but it's not like a lot of my other ideas. It's kind of a singular thing that came out of me. So um, what was the choice to do Drippy Bone then? Is that just kind of a way to create well, an I'm, artistic output? I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm one of three people that are co-directors of Drippy Bone, and so okay. there's Mario Zuc and Christy Foom, and they actually had started it in 2007, and I met them through, like, Flickr, like, looking at their Flickr sites and then their websites and their art, and they're also musicians in a band together called Modern Witch, and they came out to L.A., and I let them crash in my place, having never met them, just meeting them online and let them play at this gallery I was co-running in, in L.A. at the time. And we hit it off really well. And when I approached when I approached them to be in a zine I was making, they just asked me to, like, join up with them and put it out on Drippy Books. So we joined teams, and <laughs> it, it's worked out great. We all curate and create our own zines in our own specific cities, and then we all and we release them under the banner of Drippy Books. So what kind of other stuff would we see from Drippy well, there's we we try to run the gamut of everything. You know, I've been doing lots of lately. I've been focusing focusing a lot on comics. You know, I've done Der, uh, Derek M. Ballard just did his cartoon show number one, and I'm doing the second issue of that soon. I just did a book with Pat Alicio that's going to be out very soon called For Real Real. Um, but then I do an art series that's called Horizon that comes with CD comp that has like dozen or so musicians and musical artists that you know donate songs to the comp and three artists that are focused on and three singular zines, you know, and it's an ongoing series we do. Um, I mean, it's just, we do everything. I did a, I edited one that was all collage called The Alchemy of Appropriation, and, you know, it came out great. We tried to do a little bit of everything. Uh, my partners put out a seven-inch of their band, Modern Witch, that we got rid of pretty quickly and people seem to really like, you know. So we'll venture into, like, seven inches a little bit more over the next couple of years. Tell me what the um, you kind of looking at the freak scene. Uh, it's a yeah. good uh, pan American look of what's happening in kind of punk rock comics. I shouldn't say punk rock comics. It doesn't feel right because none of you, not many of you guys, are particularly that punk rock. How do you feel? I think that? though that uh, the idea <laughs> for all of them are pretty punk people actually yeah. in what they do. Even if it's not like I'm not talking about Union Jack punk or anything like that. I'm talking about like people that do what the fuck they want to do, you know. Yeah. And that's what all these people do, which is pretty fucking punk. Um, and I know the the poster for it kind of is screams punk because Benjamin Mara hit it on the head with his you know awesome flyer that he did for us. The poster's just amazing. But um, you know, I to me the reason why all these people I I asked all these people to be in the show and put the show together was because they were all like. You know, like the title says, freaks. Like, more more than punk, they're all freaks. They all have, like, something that 
they see in such a different way and that they're so fixated on it and they make these amazing little narratives and storylines that are just completely unique to them and each one of these artists does like my favorite comics I mean these are like my favorite comic book artists so that's why I asked them pretty much and graphically they're, they all have such different styles I think it would look really good on a wall so <laughs> that's why I asked did you have anything specific instructions for the folks in the show? When nope. I mean, there's going to be new art made for the show. There's going to be pages shown from, like, Johnny Ryan said that he's going to be, he's working on the new prison pit so much that he wouldn't be able to do any new work. And I was like, show some pages. So he's going to show pages from the new one. Uh, you know, certain other artists, like, uh, you know, I know Shallow Peas made a bunch of new stuff for the show. I know Tom Neely said he was going to make some stuff. Zach Hazard's making new stuff. But I want it to be a mix of like, you know, I, I it's going to be hung uh, salon style. So it's going to be like jam-packed with information. There's going to be two walls just filled with images. Mm-hmm. And it's it almost be like some sort of primordial hieroglyphic language being spoken. Because it's there, you know, they're going to meld together and then you can focus on them individually at the same time by just moving a little closer. Um, yeah, I'm just really excited about it. I can't wait, and a lot of the artists are coming to town, so it's going to be great. My house will be like a crack house for cartoonists, you know? There's going to be like eight people staying in our two-room house. Uh, what kind of stuff is uh, Victor Cairo doing? I'm curious. Um, he's, he's my probably going to... He's been working on a comic for Derby Bone Books and for myself for a while called Bittersweet Romance. It's an entire comic. But it's going to be like 30-something pages. And I'm hoping he'll show some pages from that, but he'll also probably do some new stuff. And he's coming to town, so he'll probably show up with like, an like, a portfolio of like 50 pieces, and we'll have to like take like you know six to eight out of it. Yeah. But I'm expecting some amazing shit. I mean, the pages I've seen for his new comic are just so graphically, like they just make you melt into yourself. They're so amazing. They're so dense and colorful and. Mm -hmm absurd and grotesque all the same time you know it's like the, he's one of the most overwhelming artists that I, I that that I love he's just like you can sometimes you can hardly take it because it's just so much happening yeah I love that about him it's it's and really I'm excited it's really amazing to see just where his stuff has gone to like it's the kind of progression of him as yeah a, as a cartoonist it's really amazing and that's why I'm extremely excited about that bitter, the bittersweet romance comic because he's yet to like put out a full comic. You know, he's done so many anthologies and had bits and pieces and things and been in zines and stuff, but to have like a full on comic and to have the chance to let him say whatever he wants is like a totally frightening and amazing thing. So, and I've hoped to plan on keeping his edges too of his pages because you know he cleans his brush and doodles and sometimes the frames fall into that area sometimes he draws stuff completely non-secular it's not like it has nothing to do with it yeah with the rest of the page on, on the side where he's cleaning his brushes and i it just find it so amazing so i'm hoping to keep all of that shit on the pages instead of cleaning it up you know yeah no exactly that's the that's the kind of thing it's really neat when you look at like even some old pages like old comic pages and you just see the weird little notes that people write to themselves on the page yeah I totally I love seeing like uh, an extreme 
layer of whiteout too over something that's been redrawn <laughs> like an original page. That's why I'm hoping like there'll be like a mix of comic book pages and original art in this show that'll really because it's a textural thing too, especially somebody who draws. Like I get off on how people deal with a mistake or get around it or how how clean somebody works or how messy somebody works. You know, like I can like both of those things. So. What are you saying when you're putting this group together? Like, do you kind of see this community coming out right now? Just kind of everyone's got this connection? Well, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know if we're really connected, but by, by having the show and meeting a lot of these people for the first time, for me, then I'll have a real true connection, and I hope to be making and laying roots. You know, I'd love to be asked to go to the East Coast and be a part of a crazy show with these, you know, like... I want to make friendships with these people that I've had internet friendships with for years, some of them now. And it's, I just feel like right now there's so much, there's so many great comic book artists that are doing amazing shit right now. You know, I could have done a show twice as big if I really wanted to include everybody that I think is like just completely amazing that's out there. Um, but I, there is, there is a community because through like conventions and festivals, you know, you start meeting these people and, I wanted to do something that wasn't a convention, you know, yeah. that was an art, like something else where we could all get together. And by having, like, we're going to be painting a mural the night before the opening on the side of the, the uh, gallery at Synchronicity. And so everybody's showing up a day early so we can jam on that the night before into the wee hours probably. <laughs> and then we have the opening the next day, and then the next day after that we have the uh, comics reading, live reading, and, like, uh, musical events. I guess uh, Victor Cairo is going to be doing a musical performance. Oh Jesus Christ! With a with a live band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, it's going to be pretty amazing. And then Pat Pat Alicio is going to be playing live drums to accompany his reading, because he has lots of sound effects and rhythm. You know, he wants to create his own uh, noise for his for his uh, piece. So it's going to be great. I'm. I can't wait to see what these guys. Do how they do their comics in person too, you know. Yeah, no, it's really. Amazing really... To see. Are you going to be documenting the uh, the mural really well? We're um, we're going to be trying. The gallery does a really good job of that because they kind of let the show paint paint one every every opening, so they do a good job. Painting, but I'm going to have my camera with me the whole time. I I plan on documenting this whole entire weekend, so then I can put out like a photography zine about it at some point. And who knows when I'll have this many amazing artists and freaks around me again. So, And they literally will be crashing in our small... Like, I live in a back house, and there's going to be somewhere between six and eight people sleeping here. So it's going to be it's going to be insane. We're going to be doing shit every night and sleeping on, on top of each other <laughs> later on that night, you know. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I really can't wait to meet all these people. Jason Carnes is coming, and he's like one of my favorite comic artists out there that more people need to know about because his comic Fuckator is like one of the funniest and greatest comics out there. I don't even. If know. You haven't seen that? You, no. you need to get that. Oh, it's so good. I'll send you one. That's how good it is. <laughs> yeah, I love it when there's something out there and you just need to push it onto everyone. <laughs> he's he's amazing. Jim Rugg did an interview with him on the Comics Journal too. That is really good. Oh yeah, he sent me an email telling me I need to read this. <laughs> And Jim Ruggs in the show, and he's like, makes me sick how good he can draw anything. He's one of those cats who just seems like he can 
he's just so studied and meticulous and and, and amazing. Those uh, ballpoint pen drawings he's been doing lately are just. There, I can't wait. That show's in L.A., so I'm gonna go to that show in like two weeks, and I can't wait to see all that. It's just insane when he. <laughs> and they showed his collection of pens he's been using too, and he's got like you know 300, you know <laughs> pens, and they make like a rainbow on his floor because he's got them all like organized from shade, from color, and the shades of that color. You know, it's amazing looking. I love it. I love it. It's it, especially him because like. You could so easily just be doing workhorse comics, but I mean, this guy's letting. His he, I mean, he's like one of those guys. Like when I look at like aphrodisiac, the art, and how much, how how diverse it is and stylized. It's just yeah. like, yeah, he could be doing whatever he wanted, probably, but he, you know, he's doing what he wants. Is what it seems like for sure. So, is yeah, he... it'll be nice. To... No, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say it's gonna be really nice to meet him and get to meet him before this because he might he's coming out for his opening in two weeks and he might come out for Freak Sane so I'll at least get to meet him beforehand. He's a very nice boy. I I quite like Jim. I've hung out with him a couple of times. That's that's all I hear about mo- mo- everybody in the show. Almost nice everyone. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Almost yeah. Victor. <laughs> Victor's nice. He's really nice. I know. He's gonna be yelling at me while he's listening to this, probably. Um, <laughs> the the space you're doing this at is it? What kind of stuff do they normally do? Is this kind of unusual for them? Synchronicity. Um, no, because they they Katie and Chris are the two people that run Synchronicity, and they're really open and just have really amazing tastes. And they'll go from shows that are very minimal. And, and and to you know they had a, well recently they had um, Cine Family this local theater here had a big festival of animators mm-hmm. and they had the art show that for all the art from all those animators so they had like Bruce Bickford John Vermilia um, uh, Ben Jones's work so it's like they've they've dealt in like cartoonists realms before they do video art they do live music I mean they're it's pretty much the best ga- it is to, for my money and for me it's the best gallery in LA because they are so diverse and they're constantly bringing me stuff that I didn't know about which is really really great um, and I've wanted to work with them because they've been my friends for a while but I used to I was part of a gallery a couple years ago and I got just burnt out on doing that shit throwing parties just gets really lame after a while and so <clears throat> I had to, I took a couple years off not curating or doing any show Mm-hmm. And this has been brewing in my mind for a really long time, the seed of this, you know. So I had, like, a dream list for a show like this, like, last year, and I pretty much got everybody on the list, so it was awesome. <laughs> but Synchronicity is, is really great. If, you, if, if you're ever in L.A., I would just say go there because it's in a great little neighborhood, and it's, they've always got interesting shit, you know. You might not, even, you might not like the work inside, but you're, but you'll think about it later on. You know, like they have really great taste. I like that. Um, it's kind of funny, like that balance of when you're doing an art show, of not letting the party scene take over what you're trying to present. And something I've seen people kind of challenging with locally is like getting the people there, but then it just kind of gets taken over by the goon squad like yeah 
that that can be a hard thing. That's also like has to do with location for a lot of places too, you know. But um, they they're pretty good. They have a built-in, you know. This show I'm hoping will have a lot of people there, and it will be a party, you know. But this show is more built for it to be like kind of crazy, yeah, you know. And this space is very small, you know. Their gallery is a one-room gallery, you know. And so it's just going to be dense with art. And a lot of the artists are going to be there, so a lot of people, are, they have lots of friends out here that are going to be coming to see them. So, it, you know, it's always about, you know, controlling the uncontrollable flame sort of thing <laughs> with all these sorts of shows. So, and, and at, you know, and it, at galleries I've been to and other, and ones that I, the ones that I've, have been involved with, you know, sometimes the party does overshadow, you know, the show, and that sucks. Yeah. But sometimes it's the only way to get people to come to a show. But thankfully, I feel like this show will have people coming without having to add anything to it, you know. And we're doing, like, it's a multiple-day thing, so if people don't want to come for the opening, opening, they come the next night. But the opening is going to be just a ton of fun. Yeah. It'll be the, the good times. It'll all be good times, I'm sure. <laughs> Tell me a little bit what you've got uh, going on with comics with uh, Drippy Bone. You mentioned uh, Derek M. Ballard's book. Um, yes. Victor's book. What yeah. else? Yeah, like, well, the the newest one coming out the soonest is For Real, For Real, For Real, Real by Patalicio, and it's just a collection of his previously re- released short stories that have been in, like, a bunch of anthologies or small, co- like, you know, mini comics. And we just collected them all together, black and white on colored paper. And it's really just like shows you the diversity of his his amazing work and his strangeness you know it's like funny and weird and like insanely graphic it's awesome and then I got yeah the Victor Cairo one um then we're doing this Marvel Presents you know Marvel Presents you know like oh, yeah. that series um Pat Alicio Josh Bear and myself are all going to do one story of like a C to D grade character and do a Marvel Presents parody and so that's going to be coming out like in September. We had Darren Schuler was supposed to be the fourth artist, but he had to back out because he's behind in work for his other comics. So uh, we're going to have a fourth artist involved. I just don't know who it is yet. So, but uh, Josh is doing like a strip club scene with Rom and and Deathlock and all these other characters. Oh jeez. Uh, and Pat, Pat's this is Pat's baby actually. I'm just publishing it, but this was all Pat's idea because he's had like this dream to do a man thing comic forever he's had like this eight page man thing story singing in his soul and he just had to get it down and so i was like let's do it and so he's doing a man thing and i'm doing a warlock you know like adam warlock you know he's one of these like kind of throwaway comic characters jim oh no adam warlock had quite the life to him i mean there's a lot of uh... he he does but his story is so ridiculous all like the christ-like shit and you know uh (laughs) It's just he's such a ridiculous character, and, and, and still that he's had such a life, a lot of people don't know him, you know, mm-hmm. except for, like, the people that read, like, the Infinity Gauntlet or whatever it's called, that series. With, uh, <laughs> but he's a, he's a little bit lesser known, and they haven't done anything with him for a while. Yeah. That's why I picked him. Uh, but he, that, that I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to drawing that because I haven't even started yet. I wrote the script, but I haven't drawn anything for it. Have you sat but down with a stack like, of uh, Jim Starlin comics and... What? I'm sorry. Have you sat down with the big stack of Jim Starlin comics and <laughs> I've I've got I've picked up a few here and there from different eras of the comics so I can like create my own amalgamation of his like styles. He's you know uh 
so far the best one is the one it's an incredible hulk comic i think it's like 177 where it's the death of warlock and that's probably the best one so far i mimicked the cover for the next galactic breakdown that i'm doing too because the cover is so great um so yeah i've been thinking i've had a warlock on the brain for a while here hopefully my comic will do it justice you know it's really stupid it's about him getting uh drugged with a super hallucinogenic and his god mind going crazy on acid pretty much is what it's going to be. <laughs> so. well, he definitely feels like a leftover from the 70s, so that's probably Yeah, I mean, he's very, there's all this like hippie, dippy bullshit through the arc of him that's like painting him as like some, you know, universe messiah, like he's died and come back in the comics too, you know, and they're always like doing like religious icon, uh, you know, iconography with his mm. character, so uh, and I just find it lame that how hard they try to push it. So I'm just going to be mocking it, kind of. But it's, you know, I'm just drugging him and having fun drawing his psychedelic visions. Pretty much is what it's going to be. <laughs> but yeah, that's Marvel Presents. That one's that one's going to be great. And we're doing a freak zine for freak scene. Oh, okay. That's going to be just some images that are part of the show. So each artist is either going to like have a page or two pages of you know images that are going to be in the show and we're going to have that available at the opening you know it's limited edition probably making like a hundred you know and we'll have those for that show um but yeah and then and then i'm like i said i'm working on my new galactic breakdown number five part one that will probably be out sometime next year i don't even realize it was that many issues (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's still it's gone way farther than it should have at this point (laughs) probably but you know, there's, but he, there's he keeps speaking to you. <laughs> yeah, and I've I've literally had the arc for this series like hammered out in my brain, just the just the basic arc since I drew since I looked at the cover after I drew it. I was just like, okay, this is what's gonna happen, and then you know, and then I started filling in the blanks from like how is it gonna get to this you know end. So. Yeah. Thanks. Well, looking forward to it. Um. Thanks for joining me today, uh, Keenan. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, just a reminder, folks, I've been talking to Keenan Marshall Keller of uh, Drippy Bone Books and Galactic Breakdown. He's got an art show July 6th in L.A., Freak, Z- Freak Scene at uh, Synchronicity uh, 713 North Heliotrope, L.A. Thank you so much, Keenan. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Oh, God.